we're all protecting you. We have, we have all protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? You got dressed I don't ever bring you guys around me like that. Let me tell you something. The only thing. If I want to see that, what a road is. I'm not really sure what I've done to you, but I'm looking for you. Hello, everyone. This is Eddie Estrada with Hot and Bravoed. I'm here this week for another This Week in Bravo's Top 5 with my co-host and partner in crime, Armin Arms. How you doing? I'm doing great, Eddie. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, kind of. I had major FOMO this past weekend because, as everyone knows, it was BravoCon. And we did not go to BravoCon. Breaking news. Breaking news. Not breaking news. <laughs> we had been complaining for probably months how we were not going to BravoCon. But we are bringing BravoCon to you because this this week in Bravo Top 5 is a BravoCon special. So we are going to be talking about our top five stories from the weekend. Now, if you are new to this week in top Bravo Top 5, this is our weekly show where we break down our top five stories of the Bravoverse that happen off screen. Now, some of these things this week did happen kind of on screen because we know BravoCon was filmed right? and we did have the special Watch What Happens Live, but we're bending the rules a little bit because <laughs> it's not every every weekend, every day that we get the entire Bravoverse together in one place to celebrate all things Bravo. Could you imagine if we did? That would be incredible. <laughs> um, so if you guys want to get all top five of our stories, we're only going to be doing the first three on our public feed. The top two stories... And our hot and bravoed moment of the week, which is the moment on our screens that got us the most hot and bothered. <laughs> Those will be on our Patreon exclusively. So if you guys want to check that out, go to patreon.com slash hot and bravoed. That's H-O-T-N-B-R-A-V-O-D. Armin, are you ready for our number five story this week straight from BravoCon? I'm ready, Eddie. Okay, well, I... Was so excited about this because you know how much of a stan I am of Summer House. Yes, you are the original stan of Summer House. The very first fan in its history. Very offended that I did not get invited <laughs> to moderate the Summer House um, house party panel at BravoCon. Uh, they did use um, one of the Hannah and Paige's former affiliates from Betches, um, Fat Carrie Bradshaw, it's a comedian, um, which is great and all, but... I was available. <laughs> I think nobody knows the history as well as you do. I do. I know all the ins and outs. I've interviewed th- like three or I've talked a few. to a few of the cast. Yeah. You- Carl, Lindsay. We've done uh, Jacqueline back in the day. Right. Um, we've done. Camille interviewed Amanda. Amanda and Everett. And Everett as well. A lot of these occurred back in our buttered pop days. Yeah. But still, yeah, we you're right. I forgot about this. We have interviewed a lot of the cast. I'm just trying to get my next two I want are Hannah and Paige. Yes. I need to talk to them. And I do want to get Kyle on one time. But we've never interviewed Kyle. We got around off the Pokemon cast. You know, it's got to catch them all. <laughs> got to get all the cast members. Um, they revealed that Summer House, of course, we knew it was coming back. But they revealed the new trailer and the um, premiere date, which is going to be February 5th. So it's coming soon, y'all. Only a couple months left. Um, Before we get into the trailer, though, let's talk about two new cast members that are joining the cast. So Danielle Oliveira and Jordan Veroy are not going to be coming back next season as full-time cast members. They will both be friends of. 
um, which we've seen in the past um, for Summer House. And I think it's a good choice because Jordan was like pulling teeth getting a story. Um, we really didn't know what was going on I mean, on he him. gave us story, but the story was that we didn't know what the real story was. Exactly. It was <laughs> a confusing time in Summer House. And while I do appreciate Jordan, I am glad that he is kind of taking a backseat more this season. He's definitely not taking a backseat on social media because he is commenting and posting nonstop. Um, and, Danielle, and they both appeared on the trailer. And Danielle and Jordan both appeared on the trailer, yeah. Um, I think Danielle gave it her all. She really tried, but it just didn't flow. It just didn't fit. So yeah, we're going to see how these two new cast members join. Um, they they are, seem to bring instant heat. That's the thing. is like these two <laughs> already seem to be getting into a big portion of the drama from what we've seen. It's... Um, it's gonna be interesting to see these uh, how these new uh, these new people fit in with the rest of the cast because that was the biggest concern with um, Paige and Hannah and Jordan last season was how are these new kids gonna fit in with the remaining cast and I think that's a big fear with every housewife season Vanderpump Rules as we know there's gonna be new cast members on that as well it's will these people fit into the fold and will they actually bring something to the cast as well and authenticity always plays well. Yes. It, it may not uh, buy you a bunch of seasons on the show, but at the very least, it will buy you fans. And I think Hannah and Paige had nearly a unanimous approval rating. I didn't see very many people hating on them on social media. No. Because they were very real. And on your point of fitting in, what was interesting about Hannah and Paige is that they led mm-hmm. as much as they fit in with the group because they were super authentic and they were also pretty powerful personalities. So they didn't come in and try to like grovel at Lindsay's feet. They came in and they were super confident and uh, they ended up being like, in my opinion, one of the best elements of season three. Oh, a hundred percent. I think they definitely brought a new flavor and fire to the cast. And like you said, they were leaders. They were hilarious. They were naturals in their confessionals and on camera and it looks like these two that are coming in this season who are um, Jules Dowd and Luke Goldbrand. I think I said their names right. I hope I didn't mispronounce it. But we will learn it when we see the new season. But Luke and Jules seem to be bringing a new, uh, I want to say, like, sexual chemistry to the cast. Because they both seem to, you know, be uh, hooking up with some people in the house. You have, right. from what we saw in the trailer, Hannah's dating someone. Hannah Burner And... Luke comes into the house and uh, she might be kissing someone that's not her boyfriend, um, which I'm interested to see. And beyond that, we see Jules, who gets in the way of what seems to be one of the fieriest romances we're going to see on Summer House this season, which you called last season. Before last season. Before last season. You had an inkling of feeling that Lindsay and Carl were banging. And I didn't have insider info. I just could foresee the trajectory. When you called this out, I was like, no, they're like brother and yeah. sister. It's too You weird. said there was no chance. This is never going to happen. And it, I didn't believe it could happen until we got Carl on the podcast. Right. And he said, oh, yeah, people are kind of shipping us. You know, we've got like a kind of a, a fun like sexual energy going on. And it was uh, very eye-opening for me to hear that because I... I definitely thought they were way like two brothers sistery to like even imagine this happening. But guess what? 
they getting it on. They are she's full on grinding on him in that bed. They're making out <laughs> in the pool. Yeah. There's tongue action. And here's there's the a thing. love triangle. Eddie, they may seem like brother and sister, but they're not. They're not. And when you have that much flirtation going on for years and years and years, at some point, um, you know, lines may be crossed. The levy breaks, yo. Exactly. And the flood of love comes in, <laughs> Hannibal. <laughs> uh, just on Luke really quickly and yes. the energy he brings, because it's not only him coming into the house and hooking up with Hannah, mm-hmm. because it seems like he's going to come in and also butt heads with Carl. Yes. And that's going to create an interesting dynamic because... We saw at one point Carl's like, I'm going to kick your ass if you hurt Hannah. And then at another point, if I'm not mistaken, it seems like Carl is like going after him in a physical confrontation. Oh, yeah. They like blow up and it looks like a fight has broken out. I think what we have here is I think Kyle was the alpha male in the house. And Kyle has kind of relinquished his throne because he is now, well, engaged to Amanda Batula. But we'll talk about that in a second. Um, But he's kind of relinquished this throne of like alpha male going and hooking up with the girls in the house, the girls outside of the house, you know, is the hot guy on campus that turned into Carl because, you know, everyone wanted to sleep with Carl. <laughs> everyone wanted a piece of hot Carl. He was kind of like the new, like hot guy in in the fold. It continued for season three. And now you've got another hot guy who is single available and ready to mingle. And that's threatening Carl's status in the house. And I think he's definitely going to get jealous. I think he's definitely threatened and I'm ready to kind of see this power struggle happen. Oh, yeah. On the surface, they're going to be arguing about something, but it's going to be really what you just outlined, which is like ego. It's all and ego. Jealousy. It's all ego and yeah. power. That's all these, like, you know, straight alpha males want to do is they just want to <laughs> assert their power, be the silverback gorilla in the group, master, you know, of their domain. Exactly. And you touched on Kyle and Amanda who continue their struggles. They really are the Katie and Schwartz of Summer House because Kyle is still kind of immature or like not taking, you know, their relationship that seriously, going out, not checking in. Amanda is frustrated with that. So that's going to continue. This trailer is actually quite fiery. He literally, she literally asked him, do you want to be single? And he to her face says, yes. Right. And she breaks down. This is like after we see them touring wedding venues and being like, we're announcing our date. We picked a date for the wedding. But he's coming home at 1.30 a.m. without you know texting her. You know what? He ain't married till he's married. <laughs> I'm not saying that they That's should... That's you trying to get the Kyle interview. No. I'm just saying <laughs> Amanda deserves all the respect in the world and she deserves love. But like, I don't see a problem with him going out to 1.30 and just kind of like doing his thing this summer as his like last summer out. As long as he's not as cheating bachelor. on her, as long as he's not cheating on her, as long as he comes home to her every night, he's allowed to go out. But the whole but isn't that the point though? Is that historically he has gone out, gone and blacked out, and then not remembered hooking up with other girls. Yeah, that's that's the issue, that, right? That is his mo. That is for sure. So that's why Amanda doesn't trust him, or at least gets worried when he goes out and gets blacked out drunk. Because she doesn't know if something went down. And maybe he won't remember if something went down. He had to ask the girl last season. Remember that? If he had actually hooked up with her. And then it turned out, actually, that was a false rumor. It was a false rumor. Because she said, no, we've we've never actually even met or something like that, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I feel bad for Amanda because I do like she feel like she gives a lot into this relationship. And Kyle, you know, holds back more than he should and kind of... 
looks for other things, other places, but I'm hoping they can work it out. It looks like they're still together, obviously. We'll have plenty of time to talk about it on our season recaps. We will. We will. I, I'm just so excited by this <laughs> uh, th- this trailer. It's just so good, and I always love Summer House. I'm excited for the new cast members, but I think it's time that we move to our number four story. Are you ready, Armin? Yeah, I'm ready. So I am so insanely proud of this girl because she has come up a long way in a, in a, not a very long time, in a short amount of time. And I got to tip my hat to Stassi Schroeder. Ooh. Because as we found out at BravoCon, and if you guys have been on Bravo.com or the Bravo YouTube, you'll know this as well. Stassi has gotten her own digital series. Ooh. So this is the first time, besides Jackson and Brittany in their show, that it, <laughs> well, I think this is like, this is the first time a Bravo or a, sorry, Vanderpump Rules kid has gotten their own digital series. We did have Jackson Brittany take Kentucky, which was a flop. Um, but I think basically Stassi will be interesting because it looks like it's a video version of her podcast. So essentially what it is, is it's a hybrid of a talk show and a reality show. Um, and it's just basically about her life. It's going to be her and Bo. They're going to entertain guests in like her living room of her house. Mm. And they interview people on everything from like fashion to pop culture to beauty. So it's kind of this mix of like, you know, I feel like it's it's like a comedian's in the car with like coffees kind of situation mm. where it's like. But it's like it's Stassi, Stassi and Bravo Liberties with Pinot Grigio. Exactly. It's being okay. basic as hell, basic AF, <laughs> talking about what they want to talk about. And this and is a year-round thing? The first four episodes have been released. Um, and guests include Lance Bass, Jackson Brittany, <laughs> uh, Manny Gutierrez, who's a beauty vlogger. Um, so I think this is really cool. This, like, this is super exciting for Stassi. Yeah. She's really, you know, cashed in on her brand, which is basic AF. Right. And... I'm proud of her because I think this is kind of going to light the fire under some of the other, you know, cast members because the end might be near for a lot of them on Vanderpump Rules. Ooh, you think so? Well, at BravoCon, Tom Sandoval did reveal that the new cast members were very open and honest, which was good to see. And as we've seen in the past, that's a problem some of the cast members have had first coming on the show, you know really just letting it all out there and being full reality stars. Right. I think the new cast members will be bringing a new flavor. It's kind of a change of the guard with Vanderpump Rules in general because we all know, guys, most of the Vanderpump Rules cast does not work at Sir anymore. It's... Yeah. It's... They do special appearances. They do special nights, but... None of them work at Sir anymore. I mean, Sheena... Supposedly... (laughs) When have you ever seen Sheena at, at Sir recently? I feel like She's, it's it's what you just said. They do special appearances. You know, what is the one that they have now that's like a Chippendales? It's like Serpendales, which is like their... Oh, I didn't know this. Yeah, it's um two new cast members. And I think I think it's all in like Adam. Okay. And they do like a striptease, like what? Chippendales or like shirtless bartenders. I didn't know this. Sheena's like the host of it. So Sheena goes and she's like sexy Sheena with like her boys. And then I think James Kennedy might DJ for it, but I'm not sure. Right. I feel like this is just another uh, see you next Tuesday, Ugh. girls night in situation. And or the Jack's bar takeovers where Jax is a bartender for one night. It's true. But yeah. But we know he doesn't work as a bartender year round. They just, they do their special appearances. Yeah. They do pride. They, they make do hundreds of thousands of dollars a year on this show now. Well, yeah. They are literally rolling in the dough. How many seasons is this? This is going to be eight. 
They making that money. They making oh, yeah. that money. They're doing quite well. It's funny if you remember last year, Stassi said she believes that Vanderpump Rules is going to be like keeping up with the Kardashians, where people just want to follow them around, not necessarily the restaurant and follow a show that adheres to the original concept. Yes. Which is, let's see what these like young, messy waiters and waitresses are up to and bartenders are up to uh, at Sir, right? Which is what I think they're leading into by bringing in this new cast because they're right. going to continue that. So it seems like maybe the producers don't have the same vision as Stasi, but maybe they'll work with her to create other opportunities for her as we're seeing with this web show but i don't think stassi is necessarily wrong i really don't i think a lot of people are really emotionally attached to the original cast oh i am maybe yeah totally i mean that's the group that we followed for eight years um maybe if they turned over the cast after like season three or four then we would have gotten used to the idea of like yeah we're gonna cycle the cast every few seasons, right? Like Summer House has already kind of set that precedent where we have the core, but they're not afraid to like cut bait, like some cast members who they feel like aren't working. I mean, the show's a completely different show than it was season one. Like the concept of who's the center of the house. Like it used to be the Workers Twins and now it's Kyle and Amanda and Carl and Lindsay. Exactly. But they've instilled that in us as viewers. Whereas if they suddenly turned over the whole cast and it was a whole new cast for... Vanderpump Rules, I feel like people wouldn't necessarily tune in. I don't know how, what the future of Vanderpump Rules is. That, that's where I'm getting at. What's, what's the future? Are they going to have a cast of 40 people? So I think what's going to happen is I do think that they're going to eventually break off and make a separate thing. I think we're seeing this. Like I said, Stassi just came out with basically Stassi. She's trying to find her own avenues and separate herself from the Vanderpump overview and I think with this new class, I think the producers are thinking the same thing as like, we can keep some of the people, we can bring in this new blood, kind of start to move the tide and let us figure out what we're going to do with the OG cast. Because I think they're, that's what they're trying to figure out now is how do we keep Vanderpump Rules in Sir? And how do we still take this core Vanderpump Rules story that we've followed for eight years and maybe move that into a new realm? Because I'm telling you right now, if if they just did Vanderpump Rules like, you know, after the bar or whatever, or like post, like, you know, the future or whatever, or, you know, they do this sometimes they're like team mom and then team mom OG. Right, 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 right. Like Vanderpump Rules OG. I'd watch it still. I'd probably, you know, but I would still be watching the new Vanderpump Rules with all the new cast because I'm sure right. they're going to be interesting as hell. So, I don't know. I think they're, I think they're working, moving toward that, yeah. that space. Yeah. And I think they're playing around with it. Like, what are we going to do? Because I think right now it's untenable to have like, 40 cast members. It's ridiculous right now. There's no way. Yeah. If you guys go look at like the cast on the Bravo website, it's like rows and rows and rows (laughs) of white straight people is what I'm just going to say. True. Um, But, you know, bring some diversity into the cast, bring some new blood in and maybe break up the show into two different casts. Yeah. And I think that would be more profitable for them. It'd be smart. You'd have two shows, guys, with double the ad space. Yeah. Think about how much the expenses for just the cast let alone like you know camera equipment like editing time like like pas like all the things that go into it think about how much just the cast expenses for this show right now you have the original cast which is like what seven eight 
people, right? Yeah. And you had like the people who came on throughout the years, like a James Kennedy, a Lala, a Britney, a Bo. And then you have four new cast members this season. I mean, we're talking... And then Lisa's considered a cast member. We're talking like 15, 16 people at least. It's insane. Um, Didn't I, we count it out the other day and it's like I think 16? it's 16. I think it's 16 cast members. That's just Which absurd. is too much. Um, that's like a challenge season, guys. Like, And they're not competing. People aren't getting right. voted off. We're watching all of them all the time. And there's only 40 minutes an episode. Like, You can't cram that much story in. We'll have to see the trailer the new trailer they released at BravoCon looked amazing lots more drama lots more exciting things happening um but yeah it looks like you know everyone's fitting in so far it sounds like the new blood even though there is drama like Sandoval said they really opened up and they're gonna be you know staying uh and they, they might be you know some juicy stuff we're gonna get to see but speaking of people fitting into casts mm-hmm. let's let's move into our top or our third top story. Are you ready for this one, Armin? Yeah. Okay, so we're going to stay in California. And we're going to just move a little bit more south from Sur and go to Orange County. Now, um, as we know, OC has had some shakeups in its cast over the past couple of years. We had the introduction of Kelly Dodd and the introduction of Gina and Emily. Uh, Vicky becoming a friend of the season and the addition of Bronwyn. So Jerry O'Connell in one of the panels at BravoCon uh, was asking Tamara out of, you know, all the seasons and the housewives, is there anyone that didn't fit? Someone who didn't, you know, fit in with the group as well as the others. And Tamara had no hesitation (laughs) at all. And she let the whole room know Emily. She's Mm. her exact quote was, There's no real connection with her, and it's been a real struggle. I'm not saying she's a bad person. I think she's a lovely person, but there's got to be an organic connection. It's been really hard to get to know her, so it's hard to be friends with her. Um, She is starting to open up a little bit. What do you feel about this? Because I, I have to agree where I feel like Emily doesn't really fit into this woman, but I feel like Emily fits into the housewives of OC world. And I feel like she brings something different. And I feel like that's why I like her. She definitely brings something different. uh, But I do think she fits in because she has a close friend in Gina Mm -hmm. and she has started to form some friendships. I mean, you're seeing it now. Bronwyn, Kelly Dodd. Right. And I think that's why Tamara said this. I want, I want to say something. I think this is Tamara saying, you know, she doesn't fit into OC because she's not one of the Trace Amigas. And she right. doesn't fit the Trace Amigas brand, which is blonde, dumb, and having fun. <laughs> Except Shannon Bedore is a smart, beautiful woman, and she's not dumb. Um, she's just blonde and has fun. <laughs> but, you know, um, I think this is more Tamara being clicky and living yeah. in that world of Vicky, Shannon, and I started the show. And we're the ones carrying the show. And anyone who's trying to threaten that doesn't fit and should be removed. I think this is her just trying to take down Emily. And I think Emily is confident and she has conviction. Mm -hmm. And I think Tamara doesn't like that she has those qualities, that she stands up for herself. Yes. You know, that she wouldn't invite Tamara to her show because, you know what, She she doesn't really vibe with her. She called her Shrek. If you say that about someone, then you should have no expectation to be invited to this big moment in 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 Emily's life, right? So I think historically maybe she would expect to still be invited, but 
Emily's not going to, you know, back down or she's not going to take Tamara's shit or be a doormat. Mm -hmm. I think she doesn't like, I think Tamara doesn't like that about Emily. I think Tamara does not like that about Emily. And I think we're going to see this really play out in the reunion because Andy on the Watch What Happens Live at BravoCon asked Tamara Mm -hmm. if she felt, uh, if she felt like she was coming under attack or she was in the hot seat at the reunion. As she should be because Tamara is, Two-Faced Tamara, the snake in the grass. <laughs> and I think maybe Emily's going to call her out on it. And I think a lot of the other women are as well. Yeah. Tamara said she did not feel like she was in the hot seat. And that seemed to shock Andy because it sounds like he definitely thought she was in the hot seat. Seems like delusion then. Um, another delusion comes from Vicky Gunvalson, um, who <laughs> announced at BravoCon that if she is not in it all the way, she's not going to be in it at all. She was speaking to being reduced to a friend of this season she said she signed the contract um, of with the reduction of her role in the cast in January, and they started filming in February. So it was not a shock during filming that she was not a housewife, that she was going to be a friend of. She already knew prior, which I kind of think speaks to the way she's been acting this season and kind of fighting for attention. She's trying really hard. Um, a lot of people were saying, oh, it's her because she wasn't sure if she was going to be a housewife or a friend of this season, and she was trying to you know, make the final play. No, she knew at the beginning, and I think she's trying to make the play to make sure that she comes back to be a full-time housewife cast, cast member of OC. Um, but she said if she doesn't get asked back full-time, she's not going to come back at all. Do you think this is going to be the end of Vicki Gunvalson? Is my question. I think the final straw has already come, and that was when she sued NBC Universal. Yes. And she's saying this probably to convey that that she actually has power over this decision. But in reality, I don't really think she has power. I don't think they really want her back at this point. I, I wouldn't want her back either. I mean, she basically slapped them in the face by saying, hey, I'm going to sue you for defamation because you didn't make me a housewife this season. That's yeah. all she did. It was. And yeah, Kelly Dodd saying that she like scams old people and she's a fraud. Like, no one's paying attention to that. Kelly Dodd says a million things, but you saying Kelly Dodd has a cocaine addiction yeah. and does cocaine is 10 times worse than her say calling you a fraud and that you scam old people, which was clearly a joke. I mean, the cocaine was an accusation. They're constantly defaming each other. That's like the point of housewives. That's literally all housewives <laughs> is. It's just these women being like, well, you are a drug addict and you are drunk and you scam people and you are stealing money. I actually, I actually think that what Vicky said was worse. I agree. I think what... Kelly did was clearly in retaliation. I think all of this season has been in retaliation for what Vicky did at the reunion last year. Mm -hmm. Before then, Vicky and Kelly were actually pretty close. No, they were. Um, We were rewatching old seasons. Yeah. And they hung out all the time. It was an instant connection. They were bonded. When Vicky was on the outs with the group, Kelly was the one who brought her back in. Exactly. Kelly fought for her and was like, I don't understand why you guys are all mad at this woman. And they're like, well, she lied about cancer, but you know. Potatoes, potatoes. Um, <laughs> I think that's all that we're going to do for our top, our first three stories, number five, four, and three. I'm just going to give a little bonus announcement before we Ooh. move to Patreon. If you guys didn't hear it, um, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Now, really quickly, Armin, before we stop, yeah, what are your thoughts on this possible new city? Because I don't know if we've really talked about this. Right. And it's officially, officially announced. I heard the rumor two weeks ago and it was right. And here we are with this huge announcement. One, what do you think they're going to hold when they do their intros? <laughs> and two snowballs. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking snowflakes. 
Ooh, like silver okay. glittery diamond yeah. snowflakes or something. I right. think that would be cute. Yeah. Um, but what do you? How do you feel about Salt Lake City as the newest housewife city? Well, I want them to lean into that season, the the winter time, mm-hmm. um, because we don't really see the winter uh, that often in Housewives. Like New York uh, has filmed like over the winter time but you know they're in new york and they're like just going from like the regency to their penthouses or whatever right yeah. and sometimes we go to the uh, the berserkers and uh, we see them in the snow but like andy mentioned this like we want to see the majestic mountains or something like that right and i think that's a part of housewives is yeah. the setting itself exactly. that's why it matters right and each setting has its own identity like Beverly Hills with the opulence and like the massive mansions and like Jersey's very Jersey and you, we could go on down the line. So that's one element for sure. So I want to see them like skiing and I, I hope they film in winter time. And I feel like we have a lot of big city housewives. So we have LA, we have right. New York. So I feel like Chicago or San Francisco might've been too similar to that. So I right. agree with that diversity of setting Yes, is going to be interesting. And, and the cultural element too. Because Salt Lake City is going to have its own culture and identity. I'm guessing we're going to see probably a few Mormon housewives. And I think that will be a very interesting take as well. Because we're, I think we're so used to housewives drinking, partying, going crazy. That it might be interesting to see some housewives who can't do that because of their religion. Yeah, so a different, a totally different vibe. And I'm excited to see how it shakes out. I'm very interested. I'm very excited. And I'm very excited for our top two stories for our This Week in Bravo Top 5. One involves New York and one involves Beverly Hills. So if you guys want to catch those two stories, make sure you head over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash hotandbravoed. You'll get that and our Hot and Bravoed moment of the week. And if you guys don't want to miss a single one of our recaps, we're doing OC, Atlanta, um, New Jersey, and next week's This Week in Bravo. Make sure you guys are subscribed wherever you're listening, whether that's SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes, or Spotify. If you guys are on social media, which obviously, like, basically <laughs> everyone's on social media, we are too, at Hot and Bravo. That's H-O-T in B-R-A-V-O-D. Armin, how can people find you? At Armin Mahram on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm on Twitter and Instagram, too, by searching at Eddie underscore Estrada. We'll see you guys next time or on Patreon.